0: When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G. Everybody stop what you're doing, please! From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip-top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it, and Eric is here to guide the way. These are the wrong plans! These are the old plans! All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio. Stop it! Stop what Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome to Around the House 32. Eric G. This is where we talk home improvement every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. We've got a fun show ahead today. Last week was the crazy show that we had a blast with. A little bit of Clyde Lewis talking about haunted houses, but we're getting back to it today. One of the first subjects that I wanted to talk about in today's show is why are you replacing that faucet when you can rebuild it? Think about this for a minute. Most of the faucets that we buy out there that are name brand, you know, if we walk into a home improvement store, we walk into uh, a plumbing wholesale, if we buy name brand stuff even some of the store brands have lifetime warranties. And most of the faucets that are built from the 90s on easily have a lifetime warranty on them. So if you like the style of it, why aren't you calling them up and getting replacement parts? Because it could be that you take it apart and you could easily swap out a few pieces. Maybe it's a cartridge Maybe if it's a double handle, you've got, uh, if it's an older one, you've got some rubber seals, maybe a stem, and you're good to go. Then you've got it acting like a new faucet without having to replace the faucet. Most of this stuff you can do from the top side of the sink, which is a lot easier. All you'll have to do is get down there, shut the valves off, and get to work. Now, let's talk about this for a second because this is one of those important things that can save you a ton of money. And when we have back orders where you might have to wait four, six, eight weeks for a faucet that you're going to order, this might save you where you can actually use the sink or, more importantly, not have to shut it off until you get those replacement parts. So here's how you do it. First thing I want you to do is figure out what brand it is. Many times they're going to put, you know, Moen, Delta, Kohler, Grohe, Hans whatever the brand is, many times it's on the faucet. But what happens if you can't figure it out? So then what I do is I go on and take a picture of it, get sitting down in front of my computer, and I start Google searching images or, you know, single-handle Chrome pull-out faucet, you know, and, and then start looking at pictures to see if you can find what it is. If you can't figure out the brand, there's not much of a way to get it fixed. That's probably where you're going to be buying a new faucet. But if you look at it and it says Moen on the handle or Delta, boy, you can figure out the model number. Now you've got pictures of it. You can look through and, and figure out the model number. Or you can just call the, the 1-800 number for each one of those brands into a little bit of research. Now here's what I like about this. You can have them send you a bunch of parts as long as it wasn't abused or it wasn't like a bunch of hard water deposits because you're not treating your water correctly. If it's just parts and seals, they'll happily send stuff out to you. Then you can either watch a YouTube video or follow the instructions they send this is not most of the time not a very difficult thing to do. Now you might need a cartridge remover tool, which you can get at most hardware stores, depending on what it is, and then you're good to go. That way you've got the model number, you can give them a call and say, hey, I've got it leaking, you know, and once you have the model number, you can look at the tear apart instructions on it and say, hey, it's leaking around the the handle. It's leaking around the swivel on the on the on the kitchen sink or the spray head's not working correctly, or you need a new hose, whatever that is, they'll get you taken care of. As long as it's not abuse, you're going to be okay. That's where that's kind of fun, because you can literally sit there and get that dialed in, repair your own faucet, and you're probably good to go for another 20 years if you take care of it. So once you do that, then what you do is make sure you make some photocopies of that, put it in your house file, so if it does fail again you've got the paperwork so you don't have to figure it out. That's something good to do on a, on a rainy day is to jump on and, you know, maybe you're not tackling those projects outside, but you can sure make some phone calls and get some of those warranty parts coming so maybe the next week you could work on those projects. But here's the thing. You go, hey, it's got a lifetime warranty. Why am I fixing it? Well, you're fixing it because they don't cover labor in most cases. They're not going to pay for the plumber to come out and fix it. So this is either going to be a DIY project or you're going to be hiring the plumber to come out. Now, sometimes people go, I want to update the style. Well, that's not covered by warranty. So that's when you go get the new faucet. Or maybe you just hate it because it looks like it's 1985. Good enough. Put something new and something current in it. But if you want to keep something going, this is an easy project to tackle. So just make sure that you've got that covered. Some of the things in plumbing... Where the labor might get you, and this is what I say with kitchen sinks, especially, you know that kitchen faucet, great, you can swap that out. But if you've got a undermount sink, for instance, and a granite countertop or a stone or quartz or or porcelain, whatever that material is, that's when you want to put the high end sink in there, so you don't have to do a labor claim or a warranty claim. Because if they give you a new sink and you got to spend five thousand bucks to swap it out, you got a bigger problem. So that's why those built-in pieces that you can't swap out, that's where you want to spend your money when it comes to kitchen stuff, especially like a sink that's undermount, because the chance of you getting that out of there is slim to none. You might be able to pop it out of there. But generally speaking, that's a surgery you don't want to take on to put another sink in, let alone have somebody cut the stone top to make the new one fit. That's just going to be an ugly situation that nobody wants to get into. But when it comes to faucets now, This is where that DIY project, know your brand, and if you sometimes, you know, especially when it comes to bathrooms, many builders will put that same faucet throughout the house. So when you call, make sure you maybe order for the second faucet as well. That way you can get that one swapped out. It's amazing what putting a new cartridge in or getting those seals, you're saving a bunch of water, which is a good thing because that's going to cost you money. And that water is going to do damage. And nobody wants to put off anything like that that's going to cause water damage because that's going to be an expensive mistake for you. That water always gets to be more expensive than you want it to. So that's my tips. Why don't you replace the parts in that faucet and rebuild it versus replacing the whole thing? Because especially if it's a decent style or if it was a quality piece, you're good to go. Now, where you run into problems is if you bought this online. Maybe you went on Amazon and you bought it a couple of years ago, and you don't. it's just an Amazon brand faucet. You're out of luck. Probably not going to find those parts. Any of those knockoff or online brands or any one of those things that are the budget ones, those generally are throwaway faucets. You can't get the parts for them. You can try to reach out, but many times you're going to take that back to Costco or Or if it's online, you're out of luck. You're buying a new faucet. So keep in mind when you're out faucet shopping, you want that name brand so you can get the repair parts later. Now, my other little thing that's on my soapbox here today is to make sure that when you're out shopping for those faucets, stay off the websites that aren't legitimate websites. And what I mean, don't go buying faucets off eBay. Uh, Amazon can be troublesome. Because here's what happens. You, me, anybody else can go out and buy a, let's call it a Kohler kitchen faucet. I can jump on Alibaba.com. I can ship that overseas. I can have them make me six pallets of those in the same boxes that looks just like it, but with substandard parts. And I can jump on eBay and anywhere else and start selling those as the real deal But the problem is, it's not like they were made by that manufacturer. When you go get parts down the road and they don't fit because it's similar but not the same, you're in trouble because now you've got a knocked-off faucet that's no different than that coach purse where they put an extra vowel in it or anything else like that. Stay away from those online resources that aren't legitimate ones. You know, there's some good ones out there if you want to go do your online shopping for plumbing. You know, there's the builds. There's all these different companies out there are good. And they're running stuff through, like, your local Ferguson or whatever. You know, personally, I like to shop local for my plumbing stuff because I can go down there. And I've got a receipt for it with a company that I know it's going to be around. For instance, here in Portland, I deal a lot with Chown Hardware. Love Chown. Those guys are great. They've been open for 140 years. They're going to be there when I need a replacement part. Or I've got an issue with it down the road. That's what I love about that. Jumping on and you bought it from an uh, anonymous person off eBay. That's gone here today, gone tomorrow, and it's a knockoff. You're out of luck. So then you just spent two, three, four, five, six hundred dollars on a faucet that isn't the real deal. So when the finish fails and parts start coming apart, you know, six months a year down the road, those guys are nowhere to be found. You're stuck buying a second faucet. And why put stuff in the landfill that doesn't need to be put there in the end anyway? So just another food for thought when it comes to faucets. Now, when we come back here, I want to talk about the waiting list on materials, how this has been growing. And so when you're planning out that DIY project, I want to make sure that you've got that kind of dialed in because this could wreck the rest of your summer if you don't have the materials here and you thought you could get them, but they're nowhere to be found. Coming up next on Around the House. Why in a world of faces, should I hey, it's Eric G. Like- with Around the House. Are you looking to grow your business? Need a spokesperson for your company? Maybe an MC for an upcoming trade show. Or maybe you want to up your game and shoot some promotional videos. My team of experts would love to chat with you. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and fill out the contact us form, and we'll set something up. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Welcome back to Around the House of Eric G, your home improvement source every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. Hey, make sure you hit us up on Facebook, which is Around the House of Eric G. That seems simple, right? But you can also hit us up on the group, which is the closed group, which is Around the House Nation. So once you've joined Around the House of Eric G, head over to Around the House Nation. Ask to be invited into that. We will make sure that you're a real person. You can come in where we... Share labs, projects, all those different things over there that is on that. And you're going to have a lot of fun in that group, I can tell you what, because there's so many experts. You can share up the projects you're working on. It's a good old-fashioned time over there, and everybody plays nice. That's our one rule. Well, there's two. No politics as well, which goes back to number one, everybody plays nice. Well, make sure you also hit us up aroundthehouseonline.com. That is the one-stop shop where you can find everything. So if there's one thing to remember out of all this, roundthehouseonline.com where you can catch everything from the radio show, the podcast, and uh, all the social media stuff is over there as well. Roundthehouseonline.com. Well, tell you what, it was really cool this week, literally in my house, because we had a day that was about 95 degrees on Tuesday. And, uh, man, I tell you what, indoor comfort to me is a big deal. My studio inside here. I have got it where it is at 70 degrees. It is beautiful on a hot summer day, and I'm not sweating it out to the oldies here in the the around-the-house studio, so I'm having a good time with that. And it's interesting. When you put in, like what I did, so I put in a uh, carrier comfort system in here. This thing in this Infinity system is brilliant. It has cut the dust down in our house. Of course, it's got all the neat features on that. It keeps the humidity down. And the air filtration is top-notch. Used to see dust, all that stuff. So just cleaning up after ourselves and making sure that, um, you know, I'd say 90% of the dust is gone out of my house. That's a big deal when it comes to just keeping a place clean and looking good. So I do have to thank my friends over at Pyramid Heating and Cooling here in Portland, as well as Carrier because they did a great job. And you know something? A lot better night's sleep for me because, unfortunately, I grew up in the Tri-Cities, which is in eastern Washington. And I grew up with AC because those hot summers, if you didn't have AC, it was pretty rough. So I grew up with that. So I'm used to sleeping, you know, in a cool bedroom. And having window air conditioners is one thing that, uh, for me, didn't work well. And putting that new system in right before we got the hot weather, I am completely stoked about this. And uh, they did a great job of designing. And that's my one tip out there if you're looking to do heating and cooling right now. One, make sure there's – first off, there's a wait list for some people out there. Some of these companies, especially like Pyramid, you might be a month or two before they get to you because there's so many people doing it. And there's a lot of other companies out there besides Carrier that are having shortages on their parts. I know of uh, a few people that were looking at other brands and it was going to be months before they could even get the the equipment in, let alone put the install in. So make sure that you've got the right people coming for the job. And that's the thing. People go, what is the most important thing with a heating and cooling? Well, having a good system is one thing. But if you have the best top-of-the-line Rolls-Royce of a system and you've got some bad installers out there, guess what? You're going to have problems with it like it was a cheap system. So make sure you got the right installer. It makes all the difference in the world. That way, the salesperson can design it, have the right size system going in, and then they can put in the correct installation of the system, and you've got something that's going to last for years to come. My other tip as well when it comes to that, make sure you sign up for an extended service program with it, because every six months to a year, you want them out there checking the heating side, you want them checking the cooling side, and making sure that it's working properly and it's maintained. That is my secret. When it comes to summer, of not having to sit there and let things get basically run down enough that they, you know, somebody working on the system is going to go, hey, look, this, uh, this capacitor is not, not acting right. We could have a problem with that thing starting up later. Awesome. Fix it. So that preventative maintenance is going to be key to working on your heating and cooling system. So make sure you get that taken care of. That's my little HVAC tip of the day. All right, I want to talk about one of the biggest problems we have out there in our lumber building materials, even house construction and remodeling right now, the waiting list on materials. I tell you what, if you're planning a kitchen and bath remodel and you're going to have cabinetry built for you, I hope you realize it could be 12 to 14 weeks If you're ordering somebody like Craftmade American Woodmark, I'm seeing kitchen and bath designers that are saying right now that is 12 to 14 weeks. Used to be six to eight. Now it's 12 to 14. A couple months from that might be longer. So that's a big one. So if you're thinking about that bathroom remodel and you're going to order up that custom vanity from one of those big companies, Take a look at some of the other online companies for, like, bathroom vanities. Look at Strasser Woodenworks. Love those guys. They did my bathroom. That's another good company to work with. But look around and try to find it because kitchen cabinetry, 12 to 14 weeks, you've got to have that thing designed out, and then you're waiting. That is reason number one that I tell designers and remodelers out there, do not start that kitchen cabinet remodel without having cabinetry sitting in the garage. That way, it's ready to go, and at least you can get the project started and going back together. Because I'm seeing stuff where it was supposed to be delivered, and it's running late and late and late. I've had orders where the cabinetry truck on the way to the job site got in an accident. I've had it coming from the warehouse to the other warehouse get flipped over off the highway. So these are all things that can happen that you don't want to see happen out there. And that's just inside the kitchen. We're going to talk about much more here coming up on these different waiting lists of materials. I want you to know what that lead time is. That lead time is going to define if you're going to do a project here this fall. Like if you're doing kitchen cabinets, I'm going to tell you you should be thinking about ordering those now so you get them later on. And then on top of it, when it comes to cabinetry, I can promise you... It's not going to be cheaper this fall. It's probably going to be more expensive. More around the house just as soon as we return. Hey, this is Farewell Farewell, Angelina. Angelina. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. It goes down so smooth. Ooh, it makes me want to. Pour gold in this glass. Cause that color red never Improvement source every weekend. Thanks for joining us. Hey, make sure you follow us over at aroundthehouseonline.com. That's your one-stop shop for all things around the house. And you can find out, you know, what videos I've got going. You can see the podcast. And of course, all the different projects I've been working on on my house. So aroundthehouseonline.com. Well, thanks for joining us today. Dane is out on assignment today, but uh, hopefully we will have him back next weekend. All right. Well, today we've been talking about a bunch of different subjects. One of them right now is the lead time for materials out there. If you're starting that new remodeling project, it could take a while to get things back in stock. So especially if you're ordering stuff that's really going to take time. We're just talking about cabinetry being 12 to 14 weeks. I just had a buddy, Wes. He just ordered a hot tub, and he's supposed to get that in... November of 2022. Yes, name brand hot tub. Knew what he wanted. Not some crazy wild over-the-top thing, but just a a brand that you've probably heard. And it's going to be November of 2022. So he's not even going to sit there and get ready for that hot tub. Probably for another year he won't run anything as far as getting the the ground ready and the pad put in. He's just going to hold off. So that's pretty wild. That's a long, when we're talking November 2022. So we've got a, you know, 16 months or whatever, at least before he can get going on that. That's a long one. Now you're seeing some things that are in stock. You know, you've got some companies up there, like where flooring could be in stock. But when you're talking... Anything custom, maybe it's a custom tile, maybe it's a custom door, four to eight weeks. I'm also seeing this on countertops as well, that there's some big, you know, backlogs on that. Um, I'm seeing some guys that are, uh, by the time you call for template, if you have not got that dialed in, you could have to wait four to six weeks just to get the fabricator out there to do the template. So you need to make sure and plan that. So get your cabinets going. If you know what the install date is going to be, then I would make an appointment within a few days of that so they can get the base cabinets in. And you might be making that a month, month and a half early just to get it so it's on the schedule. And then talk to them if they will let you move that around a little bit, if they'll be flexible with you. That way you're on the schedule. Otherwise... You're going to be sitting there for a month waiting for the countertop because they can't get the template in there in time. And then I'm other th- the other thing I'm seeing is when it comes to materials, I'm seeing anything with computer chips, like appliances. That's a huge one right now. I know of people that have ordered refrigerators, dishwashers, any of those things in January and February, and they still don't have a ship date for it. So appliances is one of those things that refrigerator and all that could be a big deal. And I love shopping for my local appliance store. So find out what they have on the shelf in stock. Before you even talk features, find out, okay, if you want a stainless steel side-by-side refrigerator, before you even pick out and say, I need one that's 36 inches wide, 72 inches tall, I would go up to the salesperson and go, all right. What do you have for in-stock side-by-side stainless steel refrigerators? What do you have in your warehouse? That's your first question you should ask because otherwise you're looking at a bunch of stuff that might not be there for 6 to 12 months. I mean, my brother, great example. Brother lives up in Yakima. He ordered a uh, KitchenAid refrigerator from their local store, and I love shopping local, so that was the right thing to do. And uh, it was supposed to be delivered in January. He'd ordered a few months before in, like, October, November. And they said, okay, it's going to be January 6th or something like that. Great. January 5th, he gets a call. Hey, it didn't show up on today's truck. It's going to be May. So they pushed it out five months from the three months he'd already ordered it. So what did we do? We got on the phone, found a different model, you know, three hours away from him, and uh, they had it there. So he uh, had a uh, LTL shipping company go pick it up and drop the pallet off in his uh, driveway, and they pallet jacked it right into into the garage so he could have it installed, and then he was good to go. But that's what we're running up with, stuff like that. So that dishwasher, those appliances, it's pretty tough to find in stock these days. And special orders... Your guess is good as mine until that comes in. Now, when it comes to furniture, that's another place that we're seeing a real problem. And to be honest, I don't know why. Because we had the ice storm in Texas, which hurt some of the petrochemical business. And that was the excuse being used by a lot of the manufacturers out there of the foam products, why they didn't have that cushion foam in. Well, the crazy thing is, is that was only down for a couple weeks, right? Why four months later do we still have that shortage? The only thing I can think of is that enough people went out and bought inventory because they were worried about it. They ate up all the inventory, kind of like how everybody hoarded toilet paper, right? It all got loaded into people's houses. And uh, I think the same thing happened when it came to dealing with foam for furniture. So you're seeing... What was six to eight weeks? I'm hearing some companies are out 20 weeks for furniture. So you're seeing that upholstery business really getting hit hard by some of these people. So I'm very concerned that that is going to be, you know, all hung up and making sure that that could be holding up a project. So make sure that when you're having these discussions, that that's not going to affect things. Now, you're seeing other companies out there like Baldwin Hardware has created a quick ship system for some of their stock parts. So there's other people that realize what kind of problems we're having out there. And that's going to be kind of an issue that they're trying to resolve. So I'm cool with that. Now, the bigger issue that I think out there on the lead time thing is finding a contractor that's going to, one, take on your project. And I'll be honest, and we talked about it this last week in the midweek special, I'm not sure I'd be out there starting a custom home right now. And for a bunch of varied reasons, so make sure you go back and catch that on the podcast, uh, anywhere you catch podcasts. But I'm really concerned that we're going to have this construction slowdown from here until the end of the year. But I know many, many builders and remodelers that are already booking first and second quarter of 2022. So if you're thinking about doing a kitchen remodel and time for the holidays, hope you got your builder or your remodeler selected and make sure that you're doing it correctly and you've got the right one. And be careful with those deposits, especially when you're ordering materials 20 weeks in advance of that. So that's another one of those things that I would really plan ahead and find out that you're going to be good with because planning right now is going to be the key to remodeling in 2021, especially when you're having somebody else do the work. And I'm really concerned about that. That's just one of those things that I think it's going to happen. It's happening all across the country. I don't think, you know, I'm I'm hearing people out there that are like, hey, it's taking me 20 weeks to get cabinets, you know, and the other problem that I'm seeing too, and I'm hearing this from roofers, roofers are sitting here right now saying I've got one roofer that I know said that uh, they're very concerned because their plywood supplier said that there could be a shortage in the summertime for CDX plywood to go underneath the roof and that they're worried that they might not have enough material to handle that. So the roofers might be out of that. And, of course, all of our oil-based products have gone up in price as well. And so we're seeing that reflect in roofing materials, uh, metal roof as well, the metal Prices is high across the country, across the world because of that. Now, the good news is, of course, is the lumber, I think, is going to work its way out. Lumber futures continue to keep going down. We will see that still be very volatile and how it goes up and down out there. But, uh, again, that's going to be an issue. I don't think we're going to run out of building materials just due to the price right now. I think as we see more and more builders pausing on new construction right now and more and more homeowners saying, man, I think I'm going to wait to do that remodel next year because I don't want to pay that extra $30,000, $50,000 of all these price increases across the board because, you know, with the computer chip shortage and all these different things, I think that's all going to stack up, not in you, the homeowner's favor, and, of course, not in the builder's favor because they're just trying to build homes out there. And I think that's where... We're going to see things slow down, which should start to see things return to normal as far as pricing. And maybe by the time we get into first and second quarter of 2022, things will start to get close to where it is. I love that uh, the lumber futures have gone down 30 or so percent out there. That's awesome. But that's only 10% of what needs to happen to get us down there. So that's only 10% of the road back. We've got a long way to go before it brings it back so we can build some affordable houses on there. And don't forget that $93,000 of every single home in the U.S. out there, on average, is excess regulation and not lumber or any of these other materials that have gone through the roof. That excess regulation, whether it's good or bad, still adds to the price of a house and doesn't make it affordable when you have to do that. So that's what I'm worried about. All right, we come back. got so much more of Around the House just as soon as we return. the House, there to your home improvement source every weekend. Thanks for joining us. If you want more information about the show, head to aroundthehouseonline.com where you can catch the radio show or just catch the podcast, and you can find it all right there. Well, we've been talking about a bunch of different subjects today. Dane's out on the road today, so uh, hopefully we'll see him next weekend. But today we've been talking about multiple different stuff. We just got done wrapping up a conversation about what building materials and things are lead times out there, and what that's going to do for you and your project. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit here about saving water, because if you're like us out on the West Coast, we're in the middle of a drought in most areas. That drought is going to cause some problems when it comes to watering lawns and places like that where you can do that. And I think it's going to be a big issue moving forward. So one of my favorite ways to save water around my house, sprinkler timers. Because if you have that irrigation system, one of my favorite ways is, one, make sure you don't have any leaks out there and get those dialed in because you're wasting water, right? But the rest of it is to go with one of the new smart sprinkler timers out there. My favorite one I've used is the Ratio, and that is R-A-C-H-I-O. Love it. Now, I don't have it installed in my house. It's sitting in a box right now because, well, we haven't got the sprinkler system in, but that's going to be coming up when we do the landscaping. But here's the thing, that thing saved me hundreds and hundreds of dollars when it comes to working on saving money. Because what happens is, is that thing contacts a weather station. And what it does, it knows the weather at your house, where you're located. So what it does is, it looks up and goes, you know, like this last week, it was 95 degrees here in my area. It will sit there and go, wow, okay, we're going to go into a hot weather watering cycle to make sure all your plants stay watered and then it goes hey it's going to be raining so it's going to be raining tomorrow well looks like you're going to get at least a half inch of rain we're not going to water today because we know everything's getting watered tomorrow naturally and that's where you start to save water and then you can set it up for your soil type for instance my last house I had a little bit of a hill it was clay soil with grass on it if I sat there and ran that for 20 minutes half that water ended in the street because it just ran down the hill. This, you can program it. It'll turn on for just a few minutes, let it soak in, automatically go back, and you do this from your computer or the app on your phone. So it's really set, click, forget, and walk away. And now, that's the secret to having the green grass all the time. You don't have to set it and go, oh, okay, so that was set. It was 70 degrees when I when I set my times In April, so now that we're in June, July, it's going to be 80s or 90s. I better expand that out. No, no, no. It does all the math for you, and then you're good to go on that. So it's really smart how these things work, and there's a lot of different brands out there, but I tell you what, the ratio is cool because you can sit there and say, okay, this is lawn, this is garden, this is – you can go through and hit those settings which I love using that because those settings are what save you money. So you can customize it for your yard, your climate, anything. So seriously, if you've got the box in your hand, you can go in and set this thing up. Geez, under 30 minutes. Simple. Basic hand tools. On average, people save 30 to 50% on their monthly watering bills. And that's pretty impressive. So I love the intelligent watering. And when you're talking about running that much water, that's a ton of water that can make a huge impact on your, on your bill. So that's the part that I really like. And being it's been around for a long time, I mean, there's half a million of these things out there, so they work really well and that works solid for you. So that's the beautiful thing. And, uh, you can get waterproof enclosures if you want to mount it outside, but it's best used inside with the garage, you know, or someplace like that or a utility room where you can put it. But uh, that's the cool part with that. So, and they've got their new, I think it's Ratio 3, version 3 out there. I have version 2, and uh, they make them at 8 and 16 zone models. And like I said, there are a ton of different brands out there, but the Ratio 1, R E C H I O, is one that passed my test. And I love that because uh, that is going to save you some money. Now, I want one other trick here I wanted to put in on our outdoor segment here. Where we're talking about saving some money. And this is one thing that I've really learned. I was talking to a buddy over the weekend, and this was interesting. When you think about saving money, many times in yard debris, when you take yard debris into a recycle place, like the place that's down the street from here they figure it by cubic yard of what you bring in. The problem is if you get in a hurry and you take all those tree branches and all that stuff in, you're paying a boatload per cubic yard for yard waste because there's all that air in there, and they're making a ton of money off of you with that. So sometimes talk to your local trash hauler Sometimes you can get it where they send the drop box out there or the dumpster and it's yard waste and they have their yard waste debris can. What's cool with that is, is many times that yard waste debris can is figured by the pound, not by the cubic yard. So you might have half the price to dump it by the pound because you've got all the branches in there versus the other way. So think about that when you're trying to schedule that stuff. It could save you a ton of money. Or you can go down and borrow somebody's chipper shredder and and put it in there and uh, not have to worry about it and take it in that way or reuse it around your property. But long story short, that is a great way to save yourself a few hundred bucks because I tell you what, in my situation, I was looking at per pound was about 25 or 30% of the price of what it would have cost if I would have done it by the yard. So you got to think about that. So that's, that's where you can save some money on those type of situations. And anytime that you're getting rid of stuff, you're awesome. There are some great cities out there across the country, though, when you're talking about stuff. Um, Detroit, uh, when you're talking uh, Richland, Washington, where I grew up. Used to be that you could drop off so much yard waste and uh, it was being recycled and they were totally cool with that and it wasn't an issue. So free debris waste like that is awesome for keeping the city clean. I love it. In my area here, that is not the case. You pay for it and uh, pay for it good. I've had a twelve foot dump trailer filled with yard debris, you know, of, of branches and stuff, be two hundred bucks to cost to dump it if you do it by the cubic yard. And that's where it's going to cost you some money. All right. When we come back, we've got so much more in the next hour to talk about. I'm really looking forward to this one. We've got some great information for you. My tricks for keeping your house cool coming up just as soon as Around the House returns. Come on.